0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. So, um, we know that Canada provi- uh, prides itself on uh, universal health care. Uh, but you know as well as I do that health issues needing a specialist and treatment, well, it often means waiting, waiting for weeks or most likely months. For years now, the Fraser Institute has analyzed wait times for health care in Canada. It's called uh, Waiting Your Turn, uh, Wait Times for Health Care in Canada 2020. That's this year's version of the report. And not surprising, it shows wait times now are the longest they've ever been since the study started in 1993. Bacchus Barroa is uh, from the Fraser Institute, and he joins us this afternoon. Hey, welcome to the show. Good
1: afternoon afternoon. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: It, it is uh, it is lovely to speak with you. All right. So when we when we look at these numbers and and you and you and you crunch them, I think what is the the national average sitting at what 22 weeks from time of a of a GP saying you need to see someone and and you're getting into a specialist? Is that correct?
1: That's right. We're measuring the wait time between the time it takes to get a referral from a GP to then seeing a specialist and then specialist to actually getting a treatment. And those are usually referred to as wait one and wait two. And combined, on average, Canadians are waiting about 22.6 weeks uh, between getting a referral to actually getting treatment
0: okay and and were you able to crunch the numbers uh, province wide? i'm wondering what alberta is looking like when you when we're looking at that at, at those wait times
1: you know unfortunately both um, the national wait time and alberta's wait time are the longest that we've ever seen on record wow um, so you know if i'm just you know just sticking with the national wait time just for a second to give you context uh that's mm. 22.6 weeks when we it to the wait time in 1993 when we first crunched the national numbers that wait time was only 9.3 weeks. So wait times have significantly deteriorated over the last 30 odd years. Um, In Alberta, that number this year is 29.4 weeks. So it's actually longer than the Canadian average. And again, significantly more than it was in 1993 when it was 10.5 weeks
0: have you been able to determine why why the wait time has gone up so much is it just simply that there's there's more people maybe we're not in as good a health as we were you know 30 years ago why why are those wait times going up so much Bacchus?
1: you know i mean we've obviously had a population that's growing we have a population that's aging yeah. uh, but the thing is that's something that most other countries you know many other countries struggle with um, what really separates us from other countries with universal health care is the policies that characterize Canada's universal health care system, which contrasts significantly with how universal health care is done elsewhere. If we look at countries like Sweden, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Germany, France, they all have wait times, but they're significantly shorter than in Canada. But they all do universal health care very, very differently. In Canada, essentially, you know, we've tried to throw money at the problem. Uh, we have, you know, wait time strategies which haven't really worked very well, clearly since wait times have, have deteriorated. Um, but nobody's really tackled the major issue, which is nobody actually does health, universal health care the way that we do universal health care.
0: So what what could Canada do to make it better than if you're if you're looking at these other countries, if you're looking at Sweden, if you're looking at Switzerland, if you're looking at France, how could we do it better and bring those wait times down?
1: You know, there are three things that most of these countries do differently. Um, one of them is they have a very different attitude towards the private sector. Uh, they generally view them as a partner um, in order to deliver on the universal health care prom- promise or as an alternative, as a pressure valve to help when the public system can't cope. Um, these countries also expect patients to share in the cost of treatment, whether you're under the public or private plan. Co-payments are a normal thing, um, either as a percentage of your income um, or you know as a flat payment, but always they have caps and uh, you know in order to make sure that they're never financial burdens um, on their populations and the third thing that they do differently is they fund their hospitals based on activity Um, so essentially every time a person comes in the hospital gets paid whereas in Canada we're still largely under a global budgeting system which essentially says okay well here's your budget and you have to work within that and essentially what that does is it makes Unfortunately, in, in an economic sense, it makes hospitals think of patients as a cost that eats into the budget. Um, so there are no incentives to actually get through more patients, which, again, is just tied to the fact that we have a single government peer. So I'm not saying that there are any one of these things that will magically fix Canada's health care uh-huh. system. But these are three things that, you know, other universal healthcare systems do very differently in comparison to Canada.
0: Yeah, if we could uh, click our heels together or, or wiggle our nose and just fix it, that would be something else. But, of course, it's, uh, it's much, much greater than that. Bacchus, you know, I, when it comes to the variation among specialties, when it comes to those wait times, can you give us a bit of an idea about, about the variance in, in that um, I, I, I understand. You know, I I procedures still waiting for a long th- a long time. And I know, even oncology, some people are like, oh my gosh, I have to wait four weeks to get treatment. But that's on the lower end, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of variation uh, between the specialties. Uh, so we're looking at non-emergency treatment. Uh, so there's mm. you know either what's called scheduled or elective surgery. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, there are much longer wait times for things like ophthalmology and orthopedic surgery, um, where the waits are about. 34 weeks on average um, and much shorter wait times for things like radiation and medical oncology, which um, by coincidence is actually close to what you mentioned, which is about 4 4.6 weeks. But again, that's yeah. the median figure. So, you know, some people are getting treatment quicker. Some people are getting treatment slower. Um, but, you know, the thing is kind of the system is one where This is showing us that we do have a a good triage system, you know, so, you know, things that, that are more urgent, things like cardiovascular surgery and radiation and medical oncology are prioritized. The problem is what happens to everybody else. And unfortunately, the data is telling us that everybody else is relegated to a very, very long wait list, which unfortunately is growing longer
0: yeah those were some interesting numbers uh, as well we know and we hear certainly uh, about it out here in in albert about uh, the wait times for for some diagnostic tests um like getting a cat scan or getting an mri and we know a number of people will turn if they can if they can't afford it to to pay for it but um the wait times for the diagnostic tests still they're growing as well aren't they
1: they are unfortunately um this year the um weighted average median t- uh <laughs> Sorry, it's a weighted average of medians. Um, wait for CT scans is 5.4 weeks in Canada, longer than 4.8 weeks last year. For MRIs, it's uh, 11.1 weeks, longer than 9.3 weeks last year. And ultrasounds is about the same; it's about three and a half weeks. Um, unfortunately, in Alberta, um, what we're tracking is actually the longest wait time uh, for MRIs across Canada, which is really? you know very un- yeah, which is very unfortunate because the thing is, I mean, things like diagnostic treatments are crucial for actually helping that triage system that we just talked about work. If you can't actually get in and get that diagnosis, um, you're going to have a difficult time telling which patient actually needs urgent treatment (laughs) and which patient can wait. Is that the truth?
0: Yeah, I, you know, just uh, on, on, on a personal note, I've been waiting to, you know, I had to go through a series of ultrasounds recently, but again, it was probably three, four weeks to get in there that I had to have another one. That's another, you know, few weeks. And now the referral to the specialist, I've been waiting for two months, and I have been told that the specialist, even just to get the first call back, is, uh, is over six months, right? It's, 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 it, it, it plays in your head a little bit, and it, it makes you wonder how we could do this better and some of the things you touched on earlier some uh, you know something to consider without a doubt how is covid going to impact this or how has covid impacted this we're hearing um you know about um non-urgent surgeries and elective surgeries being put on pause here certainly in the edmonton zone i think up to 60 percent uh we were told earlier this week what kind of backlog do you think that that's going to create into the next year or two
1: you know, first, I just want to say I'm um, I'm sorry to hear um, about the weight that you have to face. And oh, unfortunately, wow. unfortunately, that that seems to be also the situation with with many Canadians and, and many yeah. Albertans. Um, and there's the problem is there's no op- opportunity for recourse within our borders um, mm-hmm. now. With regards to COVID, obviously COVID has had an impact on wait times. There have been provincial cancellations throughout earlier um, in the early part of the year. Um, they've actually also impacted um, the survey response rate for our survey, which has which has gone down to 11%. Uh-huh. But we still received uh, 1,200 surveys this year because we are surveying the um, uh, the population of physicians, and largely there uh, we can't see any reason why uh, why these uh, why we need to question these. Um, these wait times this year but what's really important and what's really interesting is that if we just go one year back if we go to 2019 the wait time was also 20.9 weeks so uh-huh. and that was you know way before um covet was was anywhere on the news uh-huh. or, or even identified so this is i mean yes COVID has impacted wait times yes COVID has impacted our survey but the thing is the last 30-odd years of data are showing the same story. Um, This is something that is systemic. It's something that really hasn't been addressed by successive governments across the country, Um, and unfortunately Canadians are the ones who are paying the price.
0: And with an aging population, I fear it's just going to get worse. I think that that is going to to play into things big time over the coming 10-15 years
1: absolutely I mean we already are starting to see some of the impacts of an Asian population you know the one thing that's always said is that a, a population ages one year at a time it's not like suddenly we have a massive tsunami but it is another um, increased pressure on what's going on it's it's pressure on provincial budgets it's pressure on or the taxpayers who are actually funding it or the people who can actually support that population and it's also pressure on the demand for services so again you know this is not to say that we need to look at a complete rethink or dismantling of the system, but uh-huh. the very least we can do is we can look at other countries that have universal healthcare, they're spending about the same as we do, but have much shorter wait times. And when we do that, the, the countries are clear. It's Germany, the Netherlands, France, Sweden, Australia. They all have you know, about the same amount of spending. They all have the same goal of universal healthcare, but they have much shorter wait times.
0: Interesting stuff. Uh, I appreciate your time this afternoon and your insight. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Yes. Yeah. Take care. Bacchus Barroa joining us this afternoon. He's the Associate Director for the Center for Health Policy Studies with the Fraser Institute. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think we're telling you anything that you don't know. If you're waiting for treatment right now, if you're waiting to get into a specialist, yep, you're like, okay, yep, that's exactly what I'm going through. As I mentioned, I, I literally talked to um my doctor's office today about a referral um that they made back in october and i thought maybe that would hear something by now even if an appointment was going to be months away but no uh even getting that first phone call back she's saying right now is uh six to seven months boy oh boy you can really get in your head in those six or seven months can't you but if you're dealing with that i'd love to hear your story at 780-496-0063 we know that there has to be and it's been talked about in this province forever about a reimagining of the healthcare system and uh and it's not just in the province it's you know obviously uh, across the country and um i don't know when that's going to happen I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time as i said uh, the pandemic is certainly going to put that on pause for uh for a while but what does it look like 10 years from now as i've told you before on this show i met a couple um when i was down in california doing some work with the military and they came back from palm springs they were like no we could not wait any longer i they were in pain but they could afford to spend whatever it was twenty thirty thousand dollars to have their knees replaced or their hip replaced whatever it was they were in some little kind of almost resort community where they were taking care of for that whole time